2: You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show.
1: It is.
3: It is The Rob Carson Show. There you go. I have my volume turned down because I uh, I have to finagle my studio when I tape my TV show. But anyway, who cares? Uh, really, who cares? Who cares? Welcome to it. It's Eastern week, people. Also, let's not forget Passover. Huh? How about that? yeah and a blessed Passover to you if you celebrate Passover and uh, as I used to say with regard to the, uh, I grew up Catholic we celebrate pass out and then we celebrate Easter so uh, welcome <laughs> welcome to the show uh, there is much to get to including some uh, good news we actually we have lots and lots and lots of uh, good news going on and uh, we'll cover all of that as the uh, as the show progresses but of course the uh, upcoming holiday here uh, uh, Easter for me I'll be celebrating Easter' Uh, having uh, a brunch with the kids. Uh, I, I don't understand the ham thing. I guess I, you know. Uh, 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 I guess it has something to do with cloven hoof animal or something. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. But, but anyway, we don't eat ham, and then we suddenly eat ham. And uh, I guess the Jewish face—they never eat ham. But whatever, uh, we eat ham on Sunday. And I, uh, you know, I can take or leave ham to be quite honest. Uh, there are no ham houses in America, if I'm not mistaken. There's not a Ruth's Chris ham house out there, is there? Anywhere? Now, I mean, ham is good. Ham is good, but I never go to a restaurant for for ham. Uh, That said, uh, with Easter coming up, and now we know that the uh, Alvin Bragg, what he's doing to Donald Trump, and we know that the next court date is December the 4th, and we know from the uh, machinations of what happened in uh, media yesterday that uh, a lot of people are saying there's really nothing there. There's really nothing there. Here's the positive. Uh, Until December the 4th, now we can focus on things like uh, going after Joe Biden and Hunter Biden for their criminality, going after Joe Biden and Hunter Biden for their money from different foreign entities, and also let's not forget uh, all of the... uh, money to the pen biden center and all that and uh, and the hunter biden laptop and then of course well, coming up in uh, september the continuing resolution for the uh the uh, spending is is over and republicans will be able to defund stuff and all that so with that i'm going to go ahead and play this little a little happy song for easter week about
1: the important stuff biden criminality and holding him accountable Here comes Hunter chasing tail Left behind a money trail Hippity-hoppity prison's on the way His laptop's filled with videos If it was yours to jail, you'd go But he's protected by the DOJ Well, for now, anyway. He's got nose candy for strippers, he'll put in the family (laughs) way. Don't get that for your kids. And when his baby girl is born, he'll refuse to pay. Boom, boom, boom. You'll sue so she can't take his name. Hunter Biden has no shame. He's so crooked, he squeaks whenever he walks. (laughs) he <laughs> hook up with his Daddy Joe. They'll rake in some Chinese dough for their many crimes they never pay. Well, we'll see about
3: that, won't well, we? We will see about that, Um But, uh, yeah, there's a, a big week ahead of us. Now, this is something big that kind of happened yesterday, and there was a lot of uh, media coverage with regard to uh, a Supreme Court uh, vote in Wisconsin, which tilts the Supreme Court there, uh, left of center. you got another Soros scan it backed by Hillary Clinton, blah, 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 Bernie Sanders candidate and all that. But the thing you didn't know is that uh, there's a supermajority in the state Senate now in uh, Wisconsin, which means that the uh, governor cannot override an impeachment, Cannot, cannot override an impeachment. So if they decide to go after the governor or whatever... Uh, the governor can't veto it. So that's kind of cool. And then this happened yesterday in North Carolina. And I didn't get to the audio yesterday, but state senator or state representative Tricia Cohen, who won as a Democrat in her blue district last fall by nearly 20 points, uh, left the Democrat Party adding to the supermajority in North Carolina for Republicans. And here's what she had to say. All right, let's try that one more time. And, um, and here is, uh, is what she had to say
0: modern-day Democratic Party has become unrecognizable to me and to so many others throughout this state and this country. The party wants to villainize anyone who has free thought, free judgment, has solutions, who wants to get to work to better our state, not just sit in a meeting and have a workshop after a workshop but really work with individuals to get things done, because that's what real public servants do. No! If you don't do exactly what the Democrats want you to do, they will try to bully you. They will try to cast you aside. Modern-day Democratic Party, has become unrecognizable. So basically, yeah, the
3: Republic, the Democrat party has become unrecognizable, and I'm hoping that this will begin to catch on to Democrats. And and I'm I'm trying to do my level best to not appear as just a partisan. The reason why I choose uh, to be a Republican is because I am a believer in strong uh, state. Governance And a, uh, a federal government that is not as onerous and uh, doesn't, I mean, hasn't gotten out of control like our federal government. We now literally, your kids, you, everybody in your family, for the foreseeable future, owe about $1.2 million, money that you didn't choose to spend, but you owe it. You owe it. And we are headed for financial ruin because of that among other things. Uh, we've heard that the uh, U.S. currency is beginning to be devalued and uh, the world is beginning to recognize other currencies instead of ours. You haven't lived in this country when we haven't had the dominant currency in the world. You haven't experienced that. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty for uh, uh, for inflation. It's not going to be pretty for the economy. Uh, and it's going to be ruinous. It's going to be be ruinous for a lot of people, but look at just the Democrat Party now and what it has morphed into. And and I'm talking to, uh, let's just talk to Democrats who sit down with their families like I do, and they, and they work for a living, and they come home and they wonder how they're going to pay their bills. And do you suppose that the average Democrat thinks that uh, your four-year-old being able to uh, change their gender and begin taking puberty blockers, do, does any normal normal working class democrat sit there at the table and say yeah you know what uh, i know that little uh, Jill here wants to be Jimmy uh, let's go ahead and start those people no it's insane and there's a lot of insanity being endorsed by the democrat because the democrat party has been hijacked by the left and and this is not a surprise that this north carolina democrat would leave the Democrat Party because anybody with a modem of common sense and decency would look at the Democrat Party and go, what, what, what? I mean, they literally went along with Black Lives Matter, literally went along with Antifa, uh, watched cities burn, uh, uh, erased words. Uh, I can go on and on about the insanity, the open border, the open southern border, all of the fentanyl that's come in because of it, uh, inflation, etc. What is the Democrat Party offering you at this point? Now, with the, with the GLP, there's a divide. And and at least uh you know, we're in a uh, democrats are always given uh, given credit for marching in lockstep. They always, you know, get behind whatever they're doing. But when your movement and your platform become so insane some people are going to go. You know, I I can't be a part of that. You know, it's like the, it's like the GOP right now. We've got a, a kind of an existential battle between uh, the uh, Romney wing, the Bush wing, the uh, Ronna McDaniel wing, the Nikki Haley wing of the of the of the Republican Party, and the MAGA movement. And the MAGA movement owns the Republican Party. And people have chosen to either go Nikki Haley, you know, um, Romney wing or the MAGA movement. And right now the MAGA movement is 90% of the Republican Party. And it's not going to change anytime soon. So a lot of Republicans, uh, you know, we are not marching in lockstep with the party. We are saying uh, the party has to go this way or, you know, we're going to do something else. And that's what this woman appears to be doing. I don't know what her option is right now, but she's going to be a Republican for now. A lot of her uh, constituents are really tacked about it, you know, because she, she completely, uh, you know, forbade us and she, you know, denied us and all. No, no, not really. Not most uh, Democrats. No, not most of them. Most Democrats just vote because there's a D there. And then, you know, abortion, you know, and that's really most of it, you know, most of it. Um, But then when you get to the crazy, I don't think most people, uh, nobody runs on, I don't think most Democrat candidates say, we want higher crime most democrat candidates don't say i want abortion of babies when they're born most uh, most democrats don't say that uh, an open border is completely fine keep bringing that fentanyl generally democrats have to lie about who they are and then they get in office and they uh, and they become this bat guano crazy uh, marxist maoist revolutionary force that it's become so uh you know that's that's just it so is there a divide happening in the Democrat Party? I, I would hope so. I would hope so, because I am going to give uh, a good share of Democrats the benefit of the doubt that they aren't down with all this craziness. They, they aren't down with Dylan Mulvaney suddenly, suddenly becoming the, the face of Bud Light. And it's not about transphobia. It's about erasing women. That's what that's about. It's not about hating people who dress up like women or want to pretend like they're women or whatever. I, you know, most of us couldn't even care. But when you start including it in school curricula and when you are starting in, uh, you know, uh, hijacking brands and hijacking women's sporting events so that women could be beaten by men, that's where you've crossed the line. You have crossed the line. And the Democrat Party is completely down with all of that madness until they say otherwise. Okay? Until they say otherwise, they are completely down with the madness. Now, last year, there were a half a million people. No, 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 no. This was in 2020. There were a half a million people who got on Facebook in a movement called the walkaway movement. Brandon Straka came up with it and people were telling their stories online they were recording their videos why they left the democrat party and they sound exactly like this uh this uh, state representative trisha cotham they said the same thing and then the day after the election facebook blew up the walkaway movement they took it away. It wasn't violent, it wasn't profane, it was just people saying, the Democrat party has gone so left of center, so insane, so corrupt, I can't in good conscience be a part of it anymore. And Facebook blew it up. Well, well there's a will, there's a way. And even though the federal government, the deep state, big social media, the Democrat party, all have been in control of speech in this country in myriad ways you you may never know about. Hopefully, this will all come out, and some people will go to jail. But sooner or later, in a free country, the truth will be found, and it will set you free. Now, coming up, I've got a terrific article about uh, the uh, the fall of woke... And it is uh, falling. It is dying. We saw the pinnacle this week and it's dying. I've got a lot of uh, stuff on the uh, the, uh, the Donald Trump, Alvin Bragg indictment and the uh, the deflation of the balloon. Once again, Democrats thinking they finally got Donald Trump. The walls are closing in and now they're all waking up in a pool of their own sick with a major headache going, oh my God, he's still there and this isn't going to work. So all of that is coming up. Here's a number, guys, if you want to chime in. and Particularly Democrats to the fore. Democrats to the fore. I want to hear from Democrats. What do you think about this new party of yours? As a, as a father or a mother or a grandmother or a grandfather or a daughter, whatever. What do you think of the craziness? All right? Are you marching in lockstep with that? Because I don't think you are. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
2: We all know America is headed in the wrong direction. It's time to grab the wheel. It's the Rob Carson Show.
0: Modern-day Democratic Party has become unrecognizable to me and to so many others throughout this state. And this country.
3: Yeah, and it should be very obvious. Uh, but, you know, the the thing is, we've been told that you can't think about stuff. You can't say things out loud. You can't say that, uh, you know, I don't think that boys can become girls and vice versa. And I think it's really wrong to uh, say that uh, kids should be put on puberty blockers and be given surgery so they become mutilated eunuchs the rest of their lives. I know it should be fairly obvious, right? But we suspended common sense for a while there. We had to suspend common sense because the deep state working with the uh, big social media and the, uh, the mainstream media, they had control of the narrative. They declared what you thought, misinformation and disinformation. It was an orchestrated and paid-for movement. So you weren't able to say those things, and you were made afraid to say those things. You were made to afraid to say, you know, I think Black Lives Matter is a giant money-laundering money scam, and it is. It hasn't done anything for black people, but it did make a couple black people super-duper rich. Yeah, it was a joke. Uh, You've been told that you can't say anything about Antifa. You've been told you can't say anything about the 2020 election. You were told you couldn't say anything about Russia collusion. You couldn't say, I don't think that Donald Trump colluded with... Yes, he did. He did. It's foreboding. Think about all the COVID protocol, everything about COVID, vaccine, vaccine mandates, kids being locked out of school, businesses shut down, everything about COVID that you said, I don't think I, I really, shut up. That is disinformation or misinformation. Shut up. And what did I say? I said a very small percentage of people are behind all of this nonsense, and most people aren't down with it. The direction that we are taking the country in right now, some people are taking the country in, is not universally accepted by the people of the country. I want to get to this column in a second, but I do want to mention, if you get a chance to today... Text the word event to 39747. That is a new Newsmax poll asking Americans if the Trump indictment is for real crime or just politics. All you got to do is uh, just go to uh, just text event to 39747. If you've seen, by the way, Newsmax is just kicking butt. All the best guests, all the best commentary. All the best hosts who don't change their stripes like Brian Kilmeade des- did yesterday. And I, well, he didn't actually. He just exposed his stripes. I'll get to that. But just a uh, text to the event, uh, event of the word 39747 to vote for that. And then watch great hosts like Rob Schmidt, Greta Suster, and Eric Bowling, and more. And then, of course, my show, which is called Rob Carson's. What in the world? What in the world? I saw this column and uh, it was emailed to me by my boss, Lee. And it's by Bobby Bureck, I guess is the guy's name, says, this is what the, the fall of woke influence looks like. Now, remember what I said. I said this is not, the people who are taking us in this direction are not the majority. 72% of us think the country is going in the wrong direction. Would you like to know what, the, what percentage of the electorate that the woke crowd, all of this nonsense... What percentage of that, uh, of that uh, the electorate is that, do you suppose? Is it is 50%? Is it 40%? Is it 30 No, and about 8%. About 8%. A spiked study found the woke crowd makes up 8% of the electorate. Uh, institutions control the megaphone, the forms of messaging, unidentified idealists perpetuated their vision through newsrooms, Hollywood, academia, sports, comedy, big tech. Controlling communication is how a radical minority wields their preferences over the majority, as if the former is the... The consensus. I said this. This is what they did. This is what they did with the Stanford Virality Project. And therein lies the truth. The grip on influencers within institutions has weakened. It has. We saw Bud Light jump the shark this week because of it. Thus, this is the beginning of the woke reversal, which I said Monday. This is the beginning of a change. This month, comedian Chris Rock debuted a stand-up special during which he derided the state of business culture in the old days. Someone wanted your job, they just worked harder than you. Now if somebody wants your job, they just wait for you to say some dumb bleep. The comedian made his remarks on Netflix. Netflix no longer caters to the left, and they increased their subscriptions by 7.6 million in the last quarter because people are tired of the nonsense. Russell Brand now resigns on Rumble. He, he's, that's where he is now, no longer on YouTube because the thought police don't have jurisdiction there. I have a Rumble channel, Rob Carson Show. As necessary as the rise of wokeness was, it's monopoly on social media where rigged algorithms altered perception. This is Pravda. This is Izvestia. This existed in the Soviet Union. That's where disinformation, a.k.a. disinformatia, came from. They even did the same playbook. They did the same playbook as Joseph Stalin, and they also did the playbook of another a totalitarian leader from the 1930s and 40s, uh, with a uh, Reichstag moment at our nation's capital. And then a summer of Kristallnacht in the summer of 2020. Uh, history, history repeats itself if you don't learn history. I've got a little more from this column, then we're going to get into uh, the latest on the Trump case and all sorts of fun. Your thoughts are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show.
2: If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep, because you're not getting it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
3: I think the fall of woke is upon us, and that could help save the country. Uh, I have never been down with woke uh, at all. I've never uh, bought into it. I I, I, me, I left music radio about 10 years ago. And if I were in music radio, I'd probably have to toast some sort of party line. I'd have to say like, oh, yeah, Dylan Mulvaney is so great. Okay, what's going on with the Hollywood dish? God, I'm glad I don't do that radio anymore. Anyway, um, I just want to mention a couple more things from this piece by Bobby Burick. Uh, necessary to the rise of wokeness was its monopoly on social media. Twitter amplified wokey social Justice trends, suppressed inconvenient truths, ruled at the behest of the DNC and shadow ban con- shadow ban conservative comments. Those were once conspiracies, yet Twitter files have proved them to be reality. Twitter 1.0 was a progressive utopia where zealots could frame unilaterally manufactured engagement, duped institutional leaders into catering to said alternative reality, like the transgender. Uh, fad and mania with young people, but the monopoly on big tech is no more. Elon's uh, Elon Musk's chief purpose since purchasing Twitter is to undo politically motivated censorship. That's why I have a blue membership that I pay $10 a month. I've never paid for a social media presence. I just support him. Twitter enabled woke cancel culture was the catalyst cancel culture if you will exclude exuded fear few contri- fear contributed to the silent majority cowards who sat idly by as the destruction of societal norms ensued i did not do that employers caved into submission with outrage heightened prominent individuals apologized on cue even for the most baseless accusations labels like racist homophobe white privilege loomed over corporate America the terror intensified that one old post one poor time joke or one thought crime could cost you your your career but that fear has begun to wane and the Twitter files was a part of it. So we're going to get to a little bit more of this on the show. But here, just one more example. The NHL, okay, the commissioner of the NHL is considering scrapping Pride Night entirely as yet another player refused to wear the Pride Night jersey. Now, this happened a few days ago. And uh, Moscow-born defenseman Ilya Lubushkin said, I'm going to do it. And this falls on the heels of other uh, Russians, I guess, and maybe they're Russian Orthodox, whatever. They're just not down with wearing the, uh, the jersey because it's forced political speech. All right? When you, when you sign up to play hockey, you don't sign up for the club's political agenda. But what about the National Anthem? Uh, you play in the country that allows you to play freely and make lots of money. Anyway. Uh, but as far as uh, you know, if they decided, what, what about uh, okay tonight is uh, uh, open carry night? Uh, we support open carry. How about that? Don't bring your gun. I just we just support open carry. How about that? That's political speech, right? Is that political speech? So uh, why is it okay to have Pride Night jerseys regardless of who's on the team? It's nonsense. You cannot compel political speech. Now, the NFL has the absolute right to uh, control some speech. For instance, uh, they make you wear a certain brand of shoes. You might like the Adidas better than the Nike. No, 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 no. That is not a freedom of expression kind of thing. You can't wear a Black Lives Matter jersey. They'll say, oh, no, 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 you just wear the jersey. So why would they come up with a rainbow jersey during warm-ups? It's because they're cowtowing and they're afraid, and they're afraid of the bullies with regard to the lgbtqia plus movement that's it that's what it's all about let's go to paul in carney uh, maryland paul welcome to the show my friend what's going on
1: hey there i talked to you a couple times uh yes sir. enjoy the show thank you um i got a, a question about um the facebook since it's uh you know liberal um owned um, I don't know why we can't have somebody create a uh, kind of a, another Facebook type of thing a, with the same format, but a conservative uh, event. I know they have parlor and yeah. social things like that, but. Um,
3: answered your question.
1: <laughs> Pardon?
3: You just answered your question.
1: Well, parlor. Go ahead. I would say Parler doesn't have, like, all the features of Facebook uh, I understand. as far as I know.
3: Well, uh, I'll tell you right now, there's a, there's a number of different ones. I, I choose Getter. Getter is the one that I use uh, very often. I use the timeline on it. I also uh, post stuff on uh, Truth Social. I really actually enjoy Getter a lot. As far as Facebook is concerned, they're entrenched. They're money, money, money. They've been around forever. Uh, and there's re- you know they got Marketplace and all of these things, and the ability to, to boost your posts and all that if you're not conservative. So, yeah, there, there needs to be um, more of an effort. One of the things, Paul, is that some of these like for instance parlor was crushed immediately uh face or uh, apple took it off its app store and uh, and killed it right out of the gate so you've got a cabal of social media companies in bed with the federal government in bed with a place like the irs the dhs so they have a competitive advantage and they Work in tandem to shut down any uh, any newcomers to the social media. But I would, uh, Paul, get a chance to check out Getter. Uh, obviously, okay. I don't do parlor banned me for some reason, which is I, I find problematic because Dan Bongino is a friend of mine, and I've never really got an answer from the parlor people. Dan stays out of it. Um, I don't know what's going on with Parler, but to me, Parlor's dead. Uh, but Truth Social, uh, and Rumble, by the way, instead of YouTube, you might try Rumble as well, Paul, for your video, okay? All right. And we just got to plug away. The only way you're going to make uh, Truth Social and Getter work is if you sign up for it, all right? Right. All, all right, right, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this also, that if you're tired of the woke and you're tired of the lies and you're tired of the nonsense, um, turn off ABC, CBS, NBC. Don't watch any of their shows. Chances are, if it's a syndicated show, it's already available on, uh, you know, Paramount Plus or whatever. There are other other streaming services. You can watch your old episodes or whatever. You don't need to be subjected to the woke nonsense of the, of the big three. You don't have to be subject to the, the woke nonsense of, uh, of PBS. And by the way, uh, Elon Musk has labeled on the, on the cover page of PBS... On Twitter, on their page, it said, state-operated media. And I think that is incredible for uh, Elon Musk to do that. I think it's, it's brilliant because that's what NPR is. And this is from somebody, I worked four years in college at an NPR station. And I got a lot of great experience as a news anchor, as a music host, all of this stuff. And it was very useful. This was in the 80s, all right? And, uh, and it wasn't as hyper-political. But we all know now, NPR, if you listen to it, it's insufferable. It is insufferable Democrat Party dogma. That's all it is. And that's why Elon Musk gave him the, uh, the uh, label. And I think it's beautiful. I don't listen to NPR anymore. I used to do, I used to do their, uh, their telethons begging for money. Or you'd get a coffee mug or you'd get a t-shirt for NPR. And I've got friends at National Public Radio, but I'm not going to support NPR. I'm not going to support them anymore because uh, they are paid for. A good share of what they do is paid for with taxpayer money. Their $300 million headquarters in Washington, D.C., paid for with taxpayer money. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like Google's headquarters, but paid for with taxpayer money. Right? I think they still have the masseuses and the cafeteria there. So if you're going to use uh, taxpayer money... Maybe ought to, I don't know, do a journalistic product that's even-handed. But no, they choose to toe the party line. That's what, they, uh, that's what they do. That's what they do. Let's move on to uh, what is going on with uh, Donald Trump and uh, this Alvin Bragg case. Of course, big news of the uh, week. This uh, new headline, committed leftist Judge Juan Marcan, who oversees Trump's sham case in New York, made political contributions to stop the Republicans and Biden for president. They were small amounts. But they were amounts. Yeah, he made uh, political contributions to a nonprofit fundraising platform for de- Democrat candidates and progressive groups. Stop the Republicans, Biden for President, Democrat fundraiser Act Blue, which is corrupt as the day is long, is the payment processor for the majority of Democrat political politicians in the 2020 campaign cycle. Although the dollar amounts were what some would be considered small, which is what most most people give, prove this proves impartiality toward Donald. Trump. Trump donating to the former and future expected counterpart on the presidential ballot is a big deal, something that should not go unnoticed. Act Blue also raised money for Alvin Bragg. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It's kind of interesting. Last year, Mercan, the judge, oversaw the closely watched criminal tax fraud case against Trump's company, which was ultimately found guilty by a Manhattan jury. Trump himself was not a defendant. Mercan shut down the suggestion from the Trump organization's legal team that the case was a politically motivated persecution against the former president and told attorneys to focus on the specific charges. The judge said, I will not allow you in any way to bring up a selective persecution claim or claim this is some sort of novel prosecution like alvin bragg's case uh the Mershon has been described as a lifelong democrat and a bombshell discovery of his daughter's linkedin account reveals his daughter is not just a democrat but a democrat who previously worked on kamala harris presidential campaign yeah, that's uh, that's like the old timey West when the you know the citizenry got together for a hanging in the uh, town square without a trial. String them up, string them up. That's what Manhattan is, except for they're all liberals. So it'd be like. Um, Yeah, string him up. Excuse me, excuse me. Is my latte, is it ready? String him up. Hang him high. Yes, there you go. Jim Comer was on uh, Rob Schmidt's show last night on uh, Newsmax, and uh, he had some bad news for Democrats this morning who think that this will be the end of Donald Trump. Well, I
2: think you're going to see very soon what that will look like, so stay tuned on that. But with respect to what we're seeing today, I mean, the media's got a hangover now uh, after the, the partying and the, and the drinking and, and the celebrating the potential of Donald Trump being convicted of a crime. I think the reality set in today that this was a political stunt. This won't hold up in court. So now they're off talking about what, what might happen in Georgia, what might happen with the special counsel. I mean, Alvin Bragg is going to realize that, uh, you know, he was just a, a tool in the media's never-ending quest to try to damage Donald Trump.
3: And as this case goes down, so does his name in history.
2: So uh, what we're concerned about is the precedence is set and are other ambitious local attorneys, Democrat or Republican, going to start trying to uh, uh, prosecute people on federal campaign finance violations and other types of federal laws Uh, when we need to focus on crime in America and our prosecutors need to focus on getting criminals off the streets.
3: Yeah, and and I would suggest that this judge or someone throw this case out because the only prospect that they face uh, is if you throw the case out, this judge throw the case out, he's not going to be the toast of Manhattan anymore. He's not going to be popular. He's not going to be invited to Democrat fundraisers and cocktail parties and all that. He will be a pariah. Then you can weigh that against this case, raising an army to support Donald Trump, thus far 16,000 new volunteers, and $10 million in 72 hours. So he's got a bed, he can make it and lay in it, and he's going to have to choose one or the other. We'll see what happens. But uh, back to the uh, Democrats waking up this morning in a pool of their own sick with a major headache after partying all night, thinking John uh, uh, Donald Trump was going to go to prison for 134 years. Here's the media yesterday. That
0: indictment landed like, uh, like a dud, right? For this to take the historic step of being the first indictment of a former president, I think it's a bit disappointing how not strong it is. And
2: maybe one of the greater weaknesses is How the felony charges will hold up when they are challenged by Mr. Trump's defense attorneys, whether or not these election law violations will truly result. Oh,
1: yeah.
3: Unlike the January 6th committee, the uh, witnesses get cross examined, and the defense has witnesses, too.
2: Felony charges.
0: If they want to argue that those documents were falsified uh, in furtherance of something that is a federal election law violation, that's shaky legal ground.
3: I worry, I mean, look, if this is the only pebble that gets thrown <laughs> at Donald Trump, uh, it's a very small pebble.
0: In terms of yeah. a case that's being brought against a former president, it's a little
3: underwhelming.
2: All right, it's not only professional talking heads. Listen to these Democratic
3: voters. Yeah, we'll get to the voters in a second. But what I tell you, I told you the day before yesterday, everybody's feeling down. I said, don't feel down. We're going to be okay. And, uh, and it will be. It's going to be a tough slog. We call these tribulations. What do tribulations lead to? Enlightenment. Let's come back in a second. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
2: Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show.
3: So now we got that pesky uh, Alvin Bragg case kind of out of the way. I mean, we still got to fight it. Don't get me wrong. December 4th is when uh, the next court date is. And Alvin Bragg wants the case, the trial, to happen in January, which is, by the way, election interference. A duh, It's election interference. This is what Democrats do. It's uh, it's a shakedown. It's a put-on. By the way, Republicans should defund. The Department of Justice and the FBI. Well, that's, that's defunding the police. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. Don't even try to go there. It's uh, reducing the size of a, a couple of agencies that have been proven to be incredibly, incredibly corrupt. Uh, From censorship of uh, all social media and mainstream media, news coverage of the Hunter Biden laptop, news coverage of the Biden family corruption, news coverage of the Russia collusion hoax, all parroted uh, by the mainstream media and big social media because the FBI and DHS, among other agencies, told them to do so. And so... When this uh, CR, when this uh, uh, end of the budget comes in September, Republicans had better tell the FBI no new headquarters, no new headquarters. That $1 billion building that you want, nah, you know what, stick with your uh, red swing line stapler in the office in D.C. That's what they should do. And the DOJ, under the uh, the uh, leadership of Merrick Garland, who went after CR's T parents, Rather than the real enemies of the country, didn't go after the 200 Catholic churches that were burned, didn't go after the people who perpetrated that, didn't go after the people who caused $2 billion worth of damage the summer of 2020, didn't go after, even though he has the same technology available to him, that they went after the January the 6th protesters for, when they went into St. John's Church, tried to burn it down May of uh, 2020, and then drove Donald uh, Trump and his family into the nuclear bunker. That's another thing they did to Donald Trump that was uh, unprecedented. But, uh, but the DOJ did nothing about that destruction and that death. And that destruction and death that summer resulted in 29 people dying and thousands of police officer injuries. So, yeah, I'd say uh, cut both of them cut both of these agencies in a giant giant way. I mentioned uh, what are what are democrat voters saying about this uh, this Trump uh, Alvin Bragg case now that things have kind of settled down and uh, they stopped doing their victory laps on the mainstream media.
0: They were building this and building this. I mean this is There's what Bragg on. Big. there has to be something big and quite frankly look, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump, but I was expecting more. I mean this is nothing new. Every President, everybody who gets ascended to political power has some sort of skeleton in their closet, right? So I I frankly wasn't that surprised.
1: My whole thing is they found Hillary
3: Clinton literally has a skeleton in her closet.
1: I'm the worst prosecutor in America to prosecute Trump. People, they're their buying power, their disposable income is shrinking, mm-hmm. you know, th- that's a lot of concern for us to be worried about finance laws uh, on the former president. I think we're concentrating on the wrong thing, and it, this may backfire.
3: Oddly enough, Brian Kilmeade was apparently down with a gag order for Donald Trump, so he couldn't campaign.
1: We've got to kind of move it to the side and get the focusing on what matters in America. That's
2: why, in a way, Brett, I was kind of hoping for the gag order, because I want to see the president, I want to find out what these candidates They think about oil prices i want to find out about how we're going to get the dollar back and make sure it remains the world's currency
3: but brett that's not going to happen we got a grand jury yeah well he's already donald trump is already talking about all of those things if you just pay attention let's take a break and come back this is the rob carson show
0: Newsmax Shoots it straight No talking
1: down to me
3: Don't tell me how to think
1: Don't tell me how to think Don't tell me how to think
3: I trust Newsmax Newsmax
1: They don't tell me how to think They let me decide
3: Real
0: news
2: for real people